Good morning, everyone. It's Judith. I hope you're listening to Mad Love. Welcome. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, I, you know, there's rumors that we'll have to return to our office in a couple of weeks full time. I'll be honest. I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, I had worked from home before. You know, I've I've been working from home um, probably since 2012, somewhere along there. So I'm a very efficient worker from home, and um, yeah, I don't uh, I don't know that I I am wired to work in an office all day every day. I mean, I did it obviously, but then you get a, a year of you know being able to work from home, and I I didn't stay home for a year. I mean, I was going into the office even as quarantines were still in place because I was busy. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, we'll just see how that turns out. I hope it's just a rumor because I personally don't want to do that again. It, uh, it doesn't provide for work-life balance. And I think COVID has shown a lot of people that we are very imbalanced in America. You know, aside from the obvious things that people always are talking about, we also have these schedules that are unsustainable. You know, I look at, at people I know who are married with kids. They work full time. Their spouse works full time. Uh, everybody's just running and moving at top speed. I mean, it's really challenging. I don't know how some people do all of that. I really don't, you know. And I'm a person that uh, I'm a multitasker. I'm not great at it, but I do have a lot of things moving at one time. My plate is always full, but man, I can imagine trying to manage other people's lives on top of all this. Well, I do actually do that. So scratch that. It's hard. (laughs) Let's just face it. It's hard to be an adult and it's really hard to be an American adult because you're just pulled in a million different directions. And depending on uh, your employer or how cool or not cool your boss is. People either care or don't care. Yeah. Oh, choking. <coughs> wow. Sorry. Sorry, podcast. Choking. Uh, not even drinking anything. Don't know what that's all about. So anyway, you know, I'm not going to edit that out. So you're welcome. I don't really have a topic that's on my brain right now. Um, uh, other than, you know, I know I recanted a ton of information yesterday about my journey and how people just need to stay encouraged. And if you just make moves now, don't forget, you got to make moves. If you're just sitting there waiting for your life to drop into your lap, that's not going to work. When you move, Providence moves, right? When you make a decision and you start moving in that direction, things appear to help you, right? And if it's something that you shouldn't be doing, things probably appear to tell you to turn around and go another way. Uh, A lot of times you'll just ignore that. (laughs) But, um, you know, when you move, Providence moves too. So you got to make some moves. But when you do, things start to happen, you know. And a lot of times we don't like change. We don't want to do something different. Um, In fact, I'll even go one step further because I do believe change can be uh, you can make a change for the worst or you can, you know, make a 
a change that's really just a lateral move. It's not really a change. I think sometimes people are afraid to improve their lives. I think sometimes people are afraid to be happy because you think if you move from this to that, um, you know, the risk of you not being happy goes up. And I think some people are just afraid to risk it, but you also might improve your life dramatically. You might make more money. You might meet the person of your dreams. You might find somebody that you just never knew existed that you don't, now that they're in your life, you don't know how they weren't in your life before. You can't even remember what that was like. That could be a boss. That could be a best friend. That could be, you know, a business partner. You just, I mean, you got to take a chance. And I think it's hard for people to think about that because sometimes, I mean, everybody has an example when they took a chance and it didn't work out, you know, but you can't live in that space. Sometimes you just got to make moves just to see, just to see. And you'll know because you can feel it. I'm very good at natural ending points. (laughs) It's like, "Mm, this is a natural stop. I think I'm good, you know, so we'll see. Uh, again, like I said, I'm, I'm busy, really, really busy, but life is good. I'm super excited. I'm excited about my own future. I'm excited about your future. And, uh, yeah, you know, we've come through something and I feel like that's why people are raring to go, uh, post COVID, whether we're actually posted or not, (laughs) we may not be past it. I'm not sure. Um, but you know, a lot of people have endured and thrived, done really well. Um, you know, if you were able to keep your job and, you know, you didn't have a lot of financial hardship during COVID, you're doing great. You know, um, that's a starting point. You know, I hope people took the opportunity to look and make some real change in your life. If you, if you, found yourself having to get a better job or get more serious about your finances or whatever it was, I hope you took the time that this last, I guess, year and a half has provided to grow and to learn and to evolve. And if you ain't with the right person, you sheltered with the wrong person, (laughs) you can make decisions about that, uh, how you want to live your life, where you want to live your life. I know a lot of people made some big decisions and big moves. And, uh, you know, we've endured something. This was not nothing. Um, and I, a lot of people died, you know. I know someone who died from COVID and they thought she was getting better and she didn't. And this is, I mean, this was very, very serious stuff. And America was not prepared for a pandemic, especially with that president. And I thank God for COVID because we would be having... Uh, the second term of Donald Trump, which I don't think many of us would have survived. Not only, um, I mean, literally and physically, because he was just content to let us all die from COVID because it wasn't real. But yet they all got their vaccines, whatever. Oh, I'm so glad to not have to talk about him every day. You know, I'm moving towards a place where, you know, I try not to let people bother me. But everybody's not excellent, you know, and everybody's not impeccable. Everybody's not trying to be their absolute best. And that bothers me because I work every day to try to be the best possible version of myself that I can be. I definitely want to be better, the better version of myself than I was the day before. Right. 
So I work pretty hard at that. And so to see people who, to me, don't seem like they're trying all that hard at all to be good, (laughs) it bothers me. But maybe they are. Maybe they're just doing their absolute best. And my my standard of excellence is just higher. That that is a possibility. That is definitely a possibility. Um, I've been very fortunate to, uh, you know, be exposed to a lot of different types of people, a lot of different types of ideologies. And I've traveled and I just, you know, I've seen things. Um, and so, yeah. You know, once you get more exposure, you can see like, oh, this is one way to live your life or you can live it like this. And I think a lot of people don't get exposed to different different ways of being in the world. And so if you're a person who's only been exposed to one way of living and all the people around you are that way, you know, you can be a little limited in your thinking. As long as you're aware of that, you can fix it. You know, uh, you can make up for it. You can travel. You can, you know, read. Reading is fundamental. And it's also a great building block for your imagination. And if you want a a healthy, broad, interesting life, you probably should be a reader. It definitely helps. So anyway, that's, that's pretty much all I have. I was thinking about my little cousin Jackson, who's now a giant man, but... You know, he's uh, he's 18, 19 now, but he was a little boy uh, and I was one of his babysitters at one point in history. And, uh, you know, I remember picking him up from school. And this is one thing I love about Jackson. Uh, As a little boy, you know, he was a solid kid, big kid, you know, probably a little overweight, maybe. But he loved these chicken nuggets. He was a solid kid. Like he could eat his weight in nuggets. And uh, you know, he was like a like a and he was strong. Like he had like country strength or something, like real strong. And there was a little boy at the school that he raced every day. I every time I picked him up, he would be like, Wait, I gotta race this kid. And I don't this kid must have weighed like 30 pounds. No kidding. He was tiny. And he was very, very fast. And every day, uh, Jackson would line up, race this kid, lose. And uh, he'd uh, walk back, you know, and he'd be like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to go. And I'd be like, well, you know, that kid's, <laughs> that kid's a lot smaller than you. You know, it's going to be hard for you to beat him. And he'd just, you know, shrug it off. He'd be like, basically, I'm going to try again tomorrow, you know. And it just... It never bothered him. And I'd be like, you know what's weighing you down is those nuggets. You eat too many chicken nuggets. (laughs) And he would laugh and we would just. But I admired his tenacity. I mean, every day, every time I picked him up. So I'm guessing every day, whoever picked him up had to wait because he was going to race this kid who was obviously going to win because he was so tiny. You know, that kid might have been underweight. And he was fast and he was just like, you know, he just zoom on out. And every day Jackson would race him and just be like, I'll get him tomorrow. <laughs> and I really, really admire that about him. He just, uh, he takes it in, whatever it is. And he just goes with the punches. Like that was it. He couldn't beat this kid. And, uh, you know, 
It just never seemed to faze him. I knew he was disappointed that he lost, but he fully believed he could beat this kid. And I admired the shit out of that. <laughs> and I don't know what lesson there is in that. But other than that, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the lesson is. You know, I'm choking again because it's funny. I don't know what the lesson is, but there's something there. And Jackson is one of my favorite people in the world. He's my little cousin that I love. But that's one of my favorite things about him. He just is resilient. And he ha- when he has a belief, you can't shake it. I guess that's it. And he that started when he was a little boy. Because he was like seven, six or seven. And he was just like, I can beat this kid. And he, you know, he didn't get embarrassed. He didn't get frustrated. I could tell he was disappointed. But he just always was like, I'm going to beat him tomorrow. Love that. And also, Jackson used to always pray to God and Jesus. And I thought that was awesome. <laughs> he, he would, you know, cover all his bases. And when he would say his prayers, he would be like, dear God and Jesus. <laughs> Which I thought that was awesome. And also, these are my favorite Jackson things. Also, Jackson was great. So like, he was taught to say no thank you when it was something that he didn't want, right? So the teachers had to talk to his parents because when he was at school, they'd be like, Jackson, it's time for a nap. And he'd be like, no thank you. You know, (laughs) he started saying no thank you to things like, it's not optional, buddy. (laughs) I thought that was funny too. He was just a delightful child to be around. I really enjoyed time with him. He was funny and smart, and he still is, and we're still pretty close. You know, for an 18-year-old, I can text him, and he'll text me back, so I think that makes us close. He was just a delight, and one of my favorite people is going to be playing baseball for Morehouse next year. So, uh, and you're welcome, because I bought him his first baseball glove. Actually, at the same school, and I was picking him up one day where he after one of his races with this kid, and I was like, guess what? And I said, I bought you something. He was like, a baseball glove. And I was like, how did he know that? It was really weird because we had never even talked about baseball. But I needed somebody to play catch with. So I bought him a glove. And that began his baseball career. So that's kind of cool. Anyway, I love Jackson. He's the best. Hilarious kid. Or uh, man now. Uh, so anyway, that's all I got. I hope you have a wonderful day today. I hope it's good. And I hope you're good to yourself because it's real easy to forget to be good to yourself. But don't do that. All right. Take care. Be your best.